Good morning, everybody. You're tuning into the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Tuesday, January 30th, and I am your host, Krishika Jathani, reporting for Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. Here are our top stories from today. Starbucks's olive oil coffee is coming to Canada this week. Dietitians give insight on the potential health benefits and implications. Next, in local news, a person is arrested after a man was seriously injured in a stabbing near Kensington Market. Then, a snowstorm forced cancellations in Nova Scotia and eastern Newfoundland. Finally, in world news, China is protesting interrogations and deportations of its students at U.S. entry points. And then we will hear Rojan with their latest good news segment. So, let's get into it. As of today, olive oil coffee drinks will be served at all Starbucks locations across Canada. According to the Toronto Star, Starbucks first launched its Oleato line last February at its Starbucks Reserve Roastery in Italy. This included different variations of lattes and an iced cortado infused with Partana Extra Virgin Olive Oil. After this, the olive oil coffee was launched in other cities in the United States, Japan, and the United Kingdom. International olive oil expert Phil Buccino, who split his time between Toronto and Florence, said the following, quote, I spend about four to five months of the year in Italy, and I've never seen anybody put oil in their coffee. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist somewhere. It's just that I've never seen it, end of quote. According to Buccino, Starbucks Canada is serving it as part of an oat latte and as a key ingredient in a, quote, golden foam, end of quote, on an ice shaken espresso with toffee nut. Although olive oil doesn't exist in Italy, Buccino said there is another breakfast olive oil tradition. According to the star, Buccino explained the following tradition. Quote, it's very well known that in the morning, people take one or two tablespoons of fresh extra virgin olive oil and use large amounts of it in their meals. They take it for its antioxidant properties, digestive benefits, and preventative health, and also because it can taste incredible. End of quote. However, Francois Vigenueve, a Toronto resident who works in the tech sector, takes olive oil in the morning. Quote, it's quite good. I used one tablespoon of Zatun olive oil and made sure not to oversteep the coffee. I put it all in the blender and ran it on medium for 20 seconds. It got a nice big froth and more importantly, it stayed blended through the drinking. End of quote. He said. He also said the flavor in extra virgin oil was more subtle than the one he tried with coconut oil. According to the star, registered dietitian Desiree Nilsson said the following, quote, If people are adding fat to coffee anyway, extra virgin olive oil would be a far more heart-healthy choice than the typical coconut oils or butter, end of quote. Nielsen also said olive oil has positive associations with better cardiovascular health outcomes and has anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties. However, she also emphasized on how it's important for people to realize that coffee is not a meal. Quote, even with the added calories from oil, it will never replicate the diversity and nutrient density of sitting down to some steel-cut oats, end of quote. Toronto dietitian Andy DeSantis said he wouldn't discourage it if a client asked him whether or not they should add a little extra virgin oil to their coffee. However, according to the star, he said, quote, I don't want to put too much emphasis on the idea that one tablespoon of something in a coffee is a game changer, end of quote. In local news, a man in his 20s has been hospitalized after he was stabbed outside of a convenience store near Kensington Market on Sunday morning. According to the Toronto Star, police said they were called to a plaza near College Street and Augusta Avenue at around 6.40 a.m. after reports a man was stabbed in the abdomen. 
The man was rushed to a trauma center with serious injuries and Toronto paramedics confirmed the man was in his 20s. In a call with the star, paramedics also said there was another patient who was treated on scene but, quote, refused transport, end of quote. However, the extent of the second person's injuries are currently unknown. One person has been taken into custody after the stabbing. In Nova Scotia, most schools in the capital Halifax were closed due to an overnight snowstorm that moved into the province and headed to eastern Newfoundland. According to the Toronto Star, snowfall warnings are an effort for Nova Scotia's Atlantic coast from Yarmouth in the south to Sydney in the north. Up to 15 centimeters of snow was in the forecast Monday morning, but snow is expected to continue piling up. Winds are also expected to pick up, which can cause reduced visibility over exposed areas during the afternoon rush in urban areas. The afternoon sailings for ferries that link Nova Scotia with Newfoundland were also cancelled. In eastern Newfoundland, schools were closed early and the provincial by-election was postponed in anticipation of the storm. It was expected to dump up to 25 centimeters on the Avalon Peninsula as wind gusts at up to 80 kilometers per hour. Finally, in world news, the Chinese government has protested to the United States over the treatment of Chinese students studying in America. According to the Toronto Star, the Chinese government said some have been interrogated for hours, had their electronic devices checked, and in some cases were deported from the country. According to a post on the Chinese embassy website, Xi Feng, the Chinese ambassador in Washington, said dozens of Chinese have been denied entry every month for the past few months when returning to school from overseas travel or visiting relatives in China. According to the star, he said the following, quote, When they landed at the airport, what awaited them was an eight-hour long interrogation by officers who prohibited them from contacting their parents, made groundless accusations against them, and even forcibly repatriate them and ban their entry. This is absolutely unacceptable. End of quote. According to the Embassy Post, nearly 290,000 Chinese students are in the U.S., about one-third of the foreign students in the country. The U.S. Embassy in Beijing did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Well, that was it from me today, and now I'll leave you with Rojan with our good news segment. For Matt Radio, my name is Rojan. Good morning, everyone. You're tuning into the Good News Network, where we reach for the stars to find stories to report to you. For today's segment, ancient lake sediments build excitement for astronomers. The Mars Perseverance rover has found that the Jezero crater was once filled with water, leading to the presence of an ancient lake bed on Mars that was recently discovered. This excited researchers because the lake sediments Perseverance has found could hold traces proving the presence of life on the planet. The presence of lake sediments has previously been suspected thanks to satellite images. However, this is the first time a ground patrolling radar was able to confirm their existence. A research article published in the journal Science Advances explains that during a period of when the crater was filled with water, layers of sediments are deposited onto the base. Then as the lake gradually dissipates, the sediments are carried away by a river until the crater has been eroded. According to UCLA Newsroom, deposition and erosion have taken place over eons of environmental changes. David Page, a University of California Los Angeles professor of Earth, Planetary and Space Sciences, said to the UCLA Newsroom, From orbit, we can see a bunch of different deposits, but we can't tell for sure if what we're seeing is their original state, or if we're seeing the conclusion of a long geological story. To tell how these things formed, we need to see below the surface. 
According to the Good News Network, the Perseverance rover has been exploring the 30-mile-wide crater since 2021. In 2022, the car-sized rover drove up from the crater floor and onto the delta, which was described as a vast expanse of 3-billion-year-old sediments. From orbit, the sediments resemble the river deltas present on Earth. While driving on the delta, scientists were able to spot the base of the sediments, revealing the surface level of the buried crater floor. Professor Page is the deputy principal investigator of the specialized radar equipment used on the rover. She expressed her optimism for the discovery. Talking to the Good News Network, she says, It's cool that we can see so much evidence of change in such a small geographic area which allows us to extend our findings to the scale of the entire crater. The Good News Network reports that Perseverance's soil and rock samples will be brought back to Earth by a future expedition to be studied for evidence of past life. For years, scientists have been aspiring to find evidence of life's presence on Mars, so the possibility of uncovering even the smallest fossil is literally a goldmine of opportunity for further research. With that said, thank you for tuning in to this episode on the Good News Network. Tune in next week for more mind-blowing stories. From Met Radio, I'm Rojen. With this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next Tuesday with some more news at Morning Mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's Met Radio, 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Krishika Jathani. Thanks for listening. (music) 